Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, the edict came down. Win with what you got. Love the one you're with. The cavalry ain't coming. If the Red Sox are going to get in the postseason, after all, they're going to have to roll with their own. To paraphrase of all people, Michael Jackson... They're starting with the man in the mirror. Well, uh, the Red Sox this series said to their reflection, we're, we're not that good. Uh, swept at home by the frugal as always Tampa Bay Rays. One and eight for the year at home against those guys. The final at Fenway Thursday, nine to four. And now a trip to the Bronx up next. Let's have at it. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. Boy, I wish I had better news for you, but it's four straight losses at Fenway now. The record is down to 59 and 51, and they're getting no closer. To a playoff spot. The number of runs in these four losses, nine, six, eight, and nine. So after all this time, the Red Sox are still a great cast in a bad movie. They are Ishtar. They are the Royal Tenenbaums. I could go on and on. Josh Lewin with you. And uh, yeah, after a solid stretch that allowed the Red Sox that five and two record against the Rays and the Yankees a week ago, You've got Chris Sale, David Price, Porcello, and Kashner combining for a nine-and-a-half ERA, which has seen them pitch around 21 innings combined. That's the group that's supposed to anchor this whole thing, and instead everyone is wondering what the hell is going on and how do you beat the likes of Houston, which now has added Zach Greinke. They've got four starters with an ERA of 3.1 or under, and last time I checked, they played in a tough ballpark for pitchers. The uh, three teams ahead of the Red Sox all made big deals in the hours before the trade deadline, July 31. The Indians with Yasiel Puig and Framil Reyes getting the boppers they really needed. The Rays brought in Jesus Aguilar, who had a nice game, by the way, against the Red Sox Thursday. Eric Sogard, who's just killed him, whether in Toronto or Tampa Bay this year. The A's, who we're not going to see again, uh, unless maybe there's a wild card thing, uh, they boosted their pitching, which they needed to do. They brought in Tanner Roark and Homer Bailey and got Jake Diekman for the bullpen. So just laying that out there and a 9-4 loss that just sucked the energy out of the ballpark again. Give you a couple good things, though. Uh, Mookie bets a home run and a couple runs scored. 101 runs scored for Mookie now, fastest to get to the century mark since Ted Williams in 1949. That season for Ted Williams, for those that don't know, Teddy Ballgame, 150 runs scored and 159 batted in, which is ridiculous. 162 walks against 48 strikeouts. I've, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'm always fascinated by this. Ted Williams never had a 200-hit season. 
not even the year he hit 406. He, he walked so often, he never had more than 194 hits in a season. We're talking about a two-time Triple Crown winner here, and he just missed the third. And a, a quick did you know, because I always like giving you a did you know, just to kind of distract you after a loss. The, uh, the two years that Ted Williams won the Triple Crown, he did not win MVP. This is true. Ted Williams in 1941 hit 406 and was not MVP. They gave it to DiMaggio because he had a 56-game hit streak. Although, did you know, Ted Williams actually outhit DiMaggio batting average for batting average during those 56 games. And, got to throw this in for the 406 batting average, uh, today when a player hits a sack fly, you're probably aware he is not charged with an at-bat. And it was different back then. Williams uh, supposedly hit 14 sack flies that year. So with today's math, those at-bats not counting against his average, we would not be talking about a 406 season for Ted Williams, but a 419. Just putting that out there. Let, it, let the, the wind take the pollen where it may. I'm just trying to, to give you something to, to smile about. J.D. Martinez, uh, usually very good against the Rays, 467 batting average against them coming in. Had a quiet night Thursday. But Benintendi, after a quiet Wednesday, a very noisy Thursday, went three for four with three doubles. Makes Benny 21 for his last 42. He had been six for his previous 42. That brings us to Xander Bogarts. Forget three doubles. How about two jacks? Each of them exactly 383 feet. Both to left gives him a career-high 25 now for the season. There's still 50-plus games to go. And since we're on a kind of a history kick here, I'm, you know, I put it out there where Xander ends up in the spectrum of greatness among Boston shortstops. If there's a Mount Rushmore for now, with apologies to, uh, to John Valentin, it's probably Pesky, Petroselli, Nomar, and Joe Cronin. Joe Cronin, if you don't know, is the reason number four is retired. Uh, 300 hitter, spent about a quarter of a, of a century in a Red Sox uniform as a player or manager, was even the general manager for a bit. Xander, uh, probably not ever going to be general manager, although uh, whatever he wants to do, he's bright enough he can do it. And of late, the 20 games since the All-Star break, he's hitting 352, OPS of 1,050. Xander's not a problem at all. And I see significance when, when you've got eight homegrown position players on the field at once. Sometimes you can run out an infield of Devers, Bogarts, Chavis, and Travis, an outfield of Benintendi, Bradley, and Betts, put Vasquez behind the plate, that's that's pretty impressive. But always having to out-hit their pitching, that is unimpressive. And just to kind of reinforce that, it's a 13-42 and 42 record for the Sox when they score five or more runs. Last year, that was a 46-46 and 46 record, best in baseball. This year, they are 25th. Let's talk Andrew Kashner, who took the loss in this thing. And, you know, 15 of his last 16 starts, it had been two walks or fewer. Thursday, he walked two batters, eight batters in, one with the bases loaded. As an Oriole, guy had been 9-3 and three with a 3.8. As a Red Sox, 1-3 and three with an 8.3. Two of his four starts, he's failed to strike out even three batters. He had five walks against one strikeout in this thing against Tampa Bay. Five home runs allowed in his first four games in a Boston uniform. It was zero home runs allowed in his last five games in a Baltimore uniform. Let's hear from him. Uh, after the game, Kashner speaking through that big, bushy, blonde 1890s beard. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, <clears throat> I can't tell you the last time I walked five guys. Uh, wasn't very good. I can command the ball very well. But, uh, you know, if I'm able to get out of that six, uh, you know, I think it gives us a chance to win. Yeah, after you, after you did study then, how frustrating was it to you know, have that kind of setback in it? 
Yeah, I mean, especially after Bogey hits that home run and bring it four to three, or is it four to three? I think. Um, you know, you, you got to go out there and shut them down, and I just didn't do it. In the second, did you see anything in common to how you were missing a certain pitch you were missing on? Oh, no, I don't think it was just the second. I thought it was all night. I didn't really command my fastball, and that's uh, that's what makes me good. And I just got to get back to commanding my fastball. After you guys played so well, you know, last week against Tampa and the Yankees, how disappointing is it to see this on this series? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you know, today, uh, you know, I tried to give us a chance to win. I didn't do that. Um, you know, we uh, we got the Yankees coming up for four, so I mean, I think you just look at trying to win tomorrow. I mean, you can't really look at the the whole schedule. You just try to win each day. And you obviously won't pitch this weekend. You're not scheduled to, but in terms of urgency, just with the standards the way they are, how important is this, this series? Coming yeah, I mean, I think every series is important coming up, not just this one. Um, I mean, I think this series was more important than the Yankees coming up, um, but it's uh, it's one of those things. We'll focus on Friday. And, have two on Saturday and one on Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you hope it turns around for Andrew Kashner. That's all you can say at this point. He, he's the cavalry. I mean, nobody else joined the ranks. It was an early trade, so we don't really consider it a trade deadline deal, but that was the guy brought in to restore order. Speaking of orders, bottom third of the Red Sox order Thursday, Moreland Chavis and Sandy Leon, 0 for 12 Seven strikeouts. In fact, the whole team, one walk, 13 strikeouts against a guy just up from AAA, Brendan McKay, and a bullpen that's supposed to be having issues. Once again, 9-4 to four the final as the Sox end 1-8 and eight at Fenway against Tampa Bay. That's a team they're now three and a half games behind. And suddenly those four games they've got at their place in a month and a half could be very pivotal. Alex Cora talking to the media after the game. We've been talking about this the whole time. We need to get better, and as it sounds like I say the same thing for more than 100 days, you know, and, uh, you know, we trust the group, we trust these guys, but we have to execute. We talked about it yesterday. We can talk about adjustments and, and attacking guys and all that, but at the end, we have to go out there and do it, you know. Today, there was a lot of traffic. Um, you know, um, we battled through it. You know, we got a ground ball. We didn't turn to a play, and then Darwin soon with the wild pitches and all that, but um, I, I think it was seven or eight walks, and uh, can't do that. You know, um, we haven't, we don't keep the ball in the ballpark, and it's been, it was a rough one. Um, it started like a great homestand, and it didn't finish that way. And uh, we got a big challenge coming up this weekend, and uh, if we're gonna be involved in whatever talk for the playoffs, it better start tomorrow. You've mentioned, you know, on multiple occasions, we know where we are. You know, when you lose these games against the team that's sitting in front of you how does it uh, is it starting to kind of mount you know? last week it didn't feel that way I mean, we went to Tampa and we played great and we won the first three games against the Yankees and all of a sudden you know we take three steps back so um, that can't happen it can't happen and uh, you know, obviously um, it's August 1st 2nd whatever it is and you know, we, we we don't like where we at and you know, it seems like Right now, we're not, you know, the last few days, he wasn't a great brand of baseball. And, uh, you know, that's what happens right there. You know, they came here, but uh, they beat us, what, seven out of nine, or eight out of nine. Um, and, you know, we got to be better at home. We got to be better against the division. We got to be better against everybody. And uh, we're, not, we're not doing that right now. 
I guess this can always be said when a team has a losing streak or isn't playing particularly well, but would you say that the team has, has been flat in this series? Um, we didn't execute, you know. Like um, I always said that offense is the one that brings energy. And, uh, you know, we score a few, they came back, they got ahead, we scored, they came back, you know. And um, it's one of those, it didn't look good, like I think, you know. Uh, there were a few plays that the, we don't play that way. And uh, we saw it throughout the, throughout the week, you know, throughout the series. And, uh, and we, we'll talk to them, we'll address it because uh, – that can't happen. We got to be better, you know. And uh, it's not that you have to fake energy, because uh, you know you're still in the big leagues, and uh, and uh, there's not too many people in the world that play in the big leagues right now. It's only 750 of them, and I think the effort has to be there every day, you know. Uh, you got to go through slumps and uh, through struggles, but there's a few things that you can control, and it's the effort, you know. And there were a few a few things that you know effort-wise, eh, you didn't look good out there. On the subject of the offense, uh, you had that stretch where it seemed like you'd really broken through the runners in scoring position. And tonight, you have Benintendi leading off three different innings with doubles, and he never doesn't come close to scoring. But what do you think has changed there? Um, we didn't put them in play. It, it happened on, uh, on the first game of the series. Uh, we had men a second, no outs. And um, we didn't get the guy over twice. And... Uh, one of them swinging and missing, and in those situations, you, you have to put them on play, and they know it. You know that they made some pitches, but at the same time, we know we're good hitters, we're good offensively, and I don't know how many strikeouts today and uh, between yesterday and today, but we're not a team that swings and misses that much, and uh, and it seems like the last few days we did. All right, there you have it from AC. Uh, one other thing to point out, uh, just to try to angle it towards the positive: Darwin's and Hernandez. Still fascinating. Another strikeout for his one out achieved in this game out of the bullpen. That's 26 strikeouts in 12 innings. If he could stop walking people, that would be front page news, uh, this kid, Darwin's and Hernandez. Heath Hembry, another struggle. Just has not looked the same since coming off the injured list. Got to deal with that at some point, too. But let's try to keep it positive. Uh, well, ooh, the Yankees are up next. The Yankees second in the league in home runs, only getting one from John Carlos Stanton. But uh, thanks to their depth, they've got one of the best records in the league, of course, best run differential in the league. They have lost more than 1,600 days to the injured list. It's about twice as many as the next most afflicted club. Their opening day left fielder, third baseman, first baseman, shortstop. They've combined to play about 50 games this year. Uh, Luke Voigt now goes on the IL with a sports hernia injury as opposed to like a musical theater hernia injury. Yankees, we mentioned, uh, second in the league in home runs and against a Red Sox pitching staff that's been giving them up of late. That does not bode well. Friday, Eduardo Rodriguez, 13-4 and four against James Paxton, 5-6. and six. The Sox have crushed it this year when Eddie's on the mound. He is one of only five major league pitchers with 13 or more wins this season. Red Sox, 17-3 and three in his last 20 starts. So that's good that the winning percentage of 867 in that time the best in Major League Baseball. Paxton is a disappointing 4.72 ERA guy for the Yankees. Of course, their fans are still surprised they didn't grab Mad Bum or Robbie Ray or someone at the deadline, but then again, the Red Sox were zombies in that department as well. And sadly, zombies on the field that entire series. Again, 9-4, the unhappy final on Thursday night. We'll have a recap of the Yankees series for you Sunday night into Monday morning. 
signing off until then. This is Josh Lewin. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. Don't forget, if you haven't yet, by the way, to subscribe to this thing. You can do that, of course, on iTunes. Give us that five-star Uber rating because the bosses seem to like it when you do. Uh, anything less than four stars, just uh, keep it to yourself. We would, we would appreciate that very much. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.